You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Who are you going to call? So when you want to call, you dial that number. Call! It's the Jeep Talk Show Call-In Show with Tammy and Tony. They're going to be talking Jeeps with you. There's no show without you, so call in now. Just make the call. Good call! Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. This is episode 27 of the Jeep Talk Colin Show. It's a show all about you. A chance where you get to share your Jeep experiences with us live. Each week we ask you a Jeep-related question and then we want you to call in and share your story. We love to hear from you, so please give us a call. You can call right now. Just dial 302 302- Two zero two one 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 zero, and then you enter in the code two one nine eight three five. So I'm Tammy here in the East Coast studios of the Jeep Talk Show, aka Jeep Mama from the blog JeepMama.com, and joining me every Tuesday night from the Jeep Talk Show headquarters is Tony. Hey Tony, how's it going? I guess we could call your headquarters the Black Headquarters, and mine would be the Red Headquarters. Red Headquarters. <laughs> then what would Josh's be on Thursday nights? Well, Tuesday nights would be gone. It'd be invisible. Or Thursday nights, I mean. Yeah. Uh, no, but you said Thursday. I was just saying that on Tuesday it'd be invisible. And oh uh, yeah. And uh, let's see. During the week, uh, I mean, on uh, on uh, on Thursday, hmm, I don't know. Uh, Josh, what would your your stu- the color of your studio be? Um, I've got a, a combination of some charcoal and some burgundy. Oh, I don't think he was oh, listening. Oh, see, this is the red uh, studio here in uh, Texas. <laughs> And Tammy's is the black studio over there on the East Coast. So Tammy was wondering what yours would be. Well, I guess uh, just because of my geographic location, I would have to be the green studio. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, yep. exactly. I don't know. With uh, with a fungus on your chest and around the inside of your arms. Oh, gross. From the trees. Uh, you know? it's, it's, the, uh, <laughs> it's the moss out here. You just yeah. can't get away from it. <laughs> you know, interesting story. I, uh, you know, as a... A rough and tumble kind of guy. If you got to go poop and you're in the woods, you do what you got to do, right? Oh well, no! I wish I had never leaned up against that tree. My butt itched for a good two, three years afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so, Josh, what's your next Jeep so what's project? The, what, what's, what's the topic tonight, guys? What do you? What's the question you're proposing to all the listeners? Itchy fungus. Have you no, ever had any? What Jeep project is next for your Jeep? Your next Jeep project. We know what Josh's is. Well, after I after I finish the uh, the head work, uh, it's going to be moving on to the long arm kit that I've. Uh, well, I've, I'm going to oh, be yeah. building it up. I've already got Iron Man four by four fad dot com's long arm kit for this, but I'm going to be building my own center section tailored more off of a design similar to the Clayton um, center section that they use for uh, for their long arm uh, stuff. Uh-huh. So it's um, it's going to be a little bit of a of a Frankenstein, but it's going to be after it's all done, well-engineered, and it's going to do just what I want it to do. Well, you just named your Jeep then, Frankenstein. <laughs> Frankie. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, Josh, did you want to... It's uh, it's too dark and mean for that. Did you want to hang with us tonight? Uh, uh, I don't have to uh, drop your call. We can uh, start taking these other calls, or uh, we can let you run your uh, run your section out, and uh, you can still sit back and listen. 
No, that's all good. I'll let you guys go ahead and finish off the show. I am starving. I just walked in the door. That's why I didn't catch you guys uh, at the, you know, the first few minutes of the show. So I'm going to go get some grub. You guys have a great show, and I'll see you guys on Thursday. All right. Well, thanks for calling see us. See you, Josh. Good timing. Yes. So, we have another caller. Yep. So, Tammy, we got us a new caller. And uh, when I say new caller, I mean a new caller, as in uh, we don't have a name next to this number. Hey, caller, thanks for giving us a call tonight. And uh, first off, uh, what's your name? What kind of Jeep do you have? And what's the color? Hello, am I on the air? Yes, you You're are. You're on the air. That's our first, or am I on the air uh, question? Yeah. <laughs> You're on the air, caller. Okay, so I was thinking of buying a Jeep, but like, I don't know if it's okay for like, to drive in certain areas. Like, is it frowned upon? Uh, in, in around uh, areas where they don't like uh, gasoline-powered engines, like the you know, Priusville and stuff. Where were you so concerned? Like, where were you concerned yeah. about uh, not being able to drive it? Um, like I don't know, like around town. <laughs> See, not only is this am I on the air, our first on the air, it's our first crank call, Tammy. I probably. <laughs> no, I'm I'm dead serious. So, what's your name? What's my name? It's, you don't have to give us your real name. It's it's Just... on the driver's license if you're having a difficult time. <laughs> Just, just the first name. I, I'm thinking Sid. That sounds good. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for giving us a call, and uh, we hope to hear from you again. Um, let's see. We have a call from YJ Nate or Extreme Nate. Nate, I gotta, I gotta ask you why. Oh, wrong one. Hey, Nate, I gotta ask you why so many names. Why Extreme Nate, Nate, YJ Nate, Squared Pants Nate? What's the deal there, Nate? Or are, are you? Are you wanted in several states? Is that the problem? I heard Nate. Do you still hear me? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, and we can hear you now. Oh, good. Okay, cool. Something was up there. All right. Uh, I, I don't know. I generally, generally just go by Nate. Um, you, you you keep giving me other names. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Nate's been around for, I don't know, 10, 15 years. So. <laughs> See, that's the that's the sad thing, Nate, is whenever you start blaming other people for your multiple personalities. Yeah, yeah it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, so Tammy, what was the question again? I've forgotten. Uh, uh, Sid really messed me up with all that uh, shenanigans he was trying to pull. I couldn't really hear what he was saying. Um, anyway, Nate, what Jeep project is next for your Jeep? So, I mean, there's a reason I've been doing a series on axles for you guys. I'm ah. really thinking about what to do about axles under the LJ. You're not running a Dana 35, are you? No, no. I've got a 44 in the rear. They came standard in the, the LJ. But the front's still a little 30. And I really want to get up to, like, 37s. I'm thinking that mm. Dana 30 is just going to explode if I try oh, to Oh, yeah. That. Well, you'd have to spend a bunch of money on it. You could probably build it up. But uh, that's uh, almost like polishing the turd syndrome. Yeah, I heard this guy on your show talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder who that was. Multiple personality thing again. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, at the moment I'm torn between do I start saving up for axles or do I try to put some money into what I've got and just wheel it for a while? Well, what are you thinking about putting under there on the front? So, I've been really thinking about uh, getting some JK Rubicon axles and just slap them underneath there. Gain a little uh-huh. bit of width. Get 44s front and rear, electric lockers. Seems like a pretty good upgrade. I didn't realize they were wider. 
Yeah, just a little bit, a couple inches from what I remember. Man, that's a lot. Yeah, so would you have yeah, to do I mean, a lot of modifications to it, get those on? It, it, what's that? Would you have to do a lot of modifications to get the Rubicon axles on your Jeep? So from what I'm reading, you'd basically have to cut off all of the bracketry of from the uh, the JK and either custom fab or put on like a truss or something that has all, all the brackets that'll fit the TJ. Somebody uh, makes a kit. Apparently, I think it is, yeah, makes a, a truss that just basically you weld it on there and off you go. Now, okay. can you weld yourself? Um, <laughs> I'm set up to weld. I don't guarantee how they look when I'm done, though. Right. But uh, they'll be strong. Will it hold? That's the important right. thing. That's the main thing. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I did all the welding when I did my spring over on the YJ, and that held together. So, Maybe. <laughs> so how much money do you think you're going to have to spend on those axles? I, I guess there's a, um, a way that you could get them fairly inexpensively since um, you could catch somebody going to Dana 60s or whatever they do on the, the JKs, you know, the $10,000 $10, axles that they need uh, apparently on the JKs. Yeah, the, the problem is they're in high demand. So anybody who's swapping them out knows they can get a decent amount of money for them. So they're going for a set of them. Anywhere from like four to six grand. Well, were you gonna? You weren't gonna replace the the back one, were you? Well, if I did JK axles, I'd probably have to do both. Oh Otherwise, yeah, my rear axle would be narrower than the front. Yeah, well, it'd, it'd give you an interesting look. I mean, the other the other option is yeah, right. Other option <laughs> just get a TJ Rubicon front axle, then I'd be pretty much set. That might be another way to go. Yeah, I guess you'd be looking for a rear. Uh, a rear damaged uh, accident uh, jeep for uh, for that if you're going going to the junkyard well if you get those axles and then you get bigger tires you're going to have to do a lift as well oh my god so it's a lot a lot of money oh you're cutting up there tammy it's hard to hear you oh <laughs> sorry are, are you on a I'll cell phone night no actually um i called in over an ip service so that could be it maybe there's bandwidth problems i don't know yeah because you kind of, um, I mean, you're not chopping but you, you kind of sound like you're trying to drop out so no well so if you get yeah so it's kind of you know the, the usual snowball effect i think that's what you were trying to get to if if i got bigger axles i'd want bigger tires yeah. if i want bigger tires i need more lift or something to clear the bigger tires yeah yeah or a saws all with lots of blades you you're gonna have to get a gofundme page yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. So my my the, the way I'm picturing things is I'm going to try to raise the body a little bit with like some uh uh body mount relocations or maybe just a body lift and then uh some high clearance fenders and then I think I could probably clear 37s on the on the suspension that I've got. Wow. Yeah. Well, we wish you really good luck. Um and hopefully all, we'll see you on the Go ahead. I was just going to say, hopefully we'll see Nate on the trails in his new beefed-up um, LJ, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, keeping uh, keeping that lower center of gravity will be uh, really nice. Right. It's it's really hard not to raise him up uh, sky high, though, because it's just so cool riding around up, sitting up high. So uh, God bless Nate for uh, for uh, keeping it low. Uh, we'll see how that works out. Hey, Nate, thanks for calling us, and uh, yep. we'll, uh, we'll be looking forward to your uh, ac- more of your Axle segment this Thursday. 10 p.m. on the uh, regular big-time Jeep Jeep. talk show. 
So we got another new caller. Uh, I bet you this guy's name isn't Sid. Hey, caller, you're on the air, and uh, we'd like to know what your name is and uh, what kind of Jeep do you have? My name is Pat, and I have a uh, 2014 Jeep JK. Yay. Oh, Tamiel like that. All right, now this is the critical question. If you've never called in or listened to the show before, you may not know what the right answer is. I can give you a hint, but Tammy would probably not be happy. Oh, what no color? Hints. What color is your Jeep? Anvil. Anvil? Oh, that's I love that color. Yeah, well, at least it's not black, is, yeah, it, is what actually, I say. I'm with... Uh, I'm also with TPT. However, I'm just calling in to talk Jeep stuff. Oh, oh that hey. Pat. Okay. Yep, hey. Pat, Love your Pat, blog. Pat, where were you last week when we needed a caller uh, to talk to Mike? <laughs> <laughs> needed a, um, I was busy listening to Mike, and uh, <laughs> yeah. we had somebody that was willing to call in, so they said, but uh, <laughs> actually, they just got a little tied up and. Yeah. Got away from it all. So, so you didn't get. Long. How are y'all doing? Good. You didn't get in trouble with uh, the missus uh, for uh, not paying attention to her. I mean, that was that was such such bad pl- planning on our part. But you know, that's why we're amateurs. Yeah, it was well, Valentine's people Day. People listening and watching also. Yeah. So, uh, Pat, uh, what was the, give him the question? So, Tammy. Yeah, we we're wondering what Jeep I, project is in store for your Jeep next. Ah, well, um, I had some other stuff on the list uh, coming down at first, and I just turned 100,000 miles today on it. Oh, man. Wow. And uh, I had 99,973 miles for check engine light comes on. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) It's only better when it does it in 100K. You can make fun of JKs all you want, but they are real. They proved it. (laughs) Wow. So, it's, I got a misfire in, in one of the cylinders, and just on the drive home, I came out of warranty, but uh, I don't think it's anything major. It's, it's running all right. So, uh, as long as the bed doesn't get too involved, I'm kind of looking at building some one-tons. Oh, wow. Building some what? One-tons. Yeah. Oh, okay. One-ton axle. Yeah. Right. Um, I've been running on 37s on one of those explosive Dana 30s for about 40,000 miles. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, with a lunchbox locker in it to boot. And, oh, uh, wow. Nothing's happened, but I'd like to move on up to uh, to some one-tons because clearly these are going to be the next tire size. You know? now, now, Pat, I know you're in, in the same area I'm in. Where do you go off-road? The only place that uh, I found uh, was Creekside, and there's so much sand and, and stuff out there. I think in the uh, the closing video that I have, I, it shows my Jeep running through some of the sandy water that's out there, and uh, I firmly believe that's what killed my alternator the first time, was running through that sandy water, all that sand crap got up inside the alternator. It was fun doing it, but you know, then you have to you have to pay yeah. for it later, which is, I guess, is also the Jeep way. But uh, is there is there some place other than the creek side that you go uh, in this area? Um, the closest place would probably be uh, Brazos Valley Off Road um, Resort or whatever they call it, BBLOR. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but you have to you have to kind of line something up. The way we went is we went with a Jeep one hundred one class. So oh, uh, okay. Or off and uh, we just really went there to to check the park out 
but it was pretty cool watching the class and uh, and then we like to do the hidden falls it's just close enough to where you can make a day trip and and not kill yourself um, <laughs> yeah. and we're looking at maybe going to bee caves here pretty soon too now I've heard there's a, I can't remember the, the the name of the place I think it's up around Round Rock uh, that's supposed to be really nice and uh, more of a rocky environment than a muddy environment that I have not been to yet. Uh, of course, I have several things on my Jeep I need to get uh, uh, fixed or upgraded before I go anywhere. But uh, uh, I, not not to bore everybody, but just so Pat knows, I for the longest time I wouldn't go anywhere because uh, my uh, my Jeep would run hot on the highway. And uh, I think I fought that for multiple years, and I could get back and forth to work okay. I just didn't feel comfortable driving an hour or more going to a park and, you know, basically roasting the engine, trying to get there and be, get back. So I, I recently found out what the what the problem was, and I was pissed because it was just the, uh, the gauge that Jeep uses, the gauge and uh, sensor combination that Jeep uses. It wasn't running hot. It was just sh- uh, showing that it was hot. So with these other things, I'll, I should be able to get back out to the uh, the park, which was a lot of fun getting out there and testing out some of the modifications I made. And uh, it, but she's been a pavement princess here for a while. Uh, Hidden Falls isn't that far. It's just on the other side of uh, Lago Vista, so just out past Austin a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe about two and a half hours camping and restrooms and stuff and. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun out there. You can you can get somewhat technical out there with uh, with the rocks. Uh, not really much in the way of mud, which is good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't like mud. I, could, I don't care for it. Some people like it, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the the cleanup is a real pain in the butt. Uh, it's fun kind of slipping and sliding around, but uh, the cleanup, the the multiple days and the dropping of the, the dirt clods. <laughs> driving yeah. down the road and oh sorry about that <laughs> so pat yeah, how long sort of. have you um been in the jeep world uh well since i was about 17 or 18 years old oh, so wow. uh, so a couple of years and I'm <laughs> over 40 now <laughs> now what what got uh, you into your jeep is it a family thing or just something you were interested in? Um, I just, I liked them. I, I enlisted when I was 17 in the Army and uh, got around. That's, that was my first off-roading was in military vehicles. And, you know, what's more military than you, right? Oh, yeah. Right. That's the best mili- That's the best vehicle to go off-roading in is one that doesn't belong to you, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> So yeah, Pat, that's great. You- the uh, I've slid uh, I've slid a couple of Humvees off into some oh. ditches on paint trails overseas um, in West Germany at the time, uh, and the lieutenant he didn't even see anything; he just felt it all. But that's a lot of story. Uh, when I first enlisted, though, there they still had a few jeeps running around on posts. Oh, finally them all out. That would have been fun. So, so how, how old the Jeeps yeah, were so they? they? That's what got me started. So those Jeeps that were running around on post, were they the <laughs> the same ones from the 40s, or were they newer Jeeps? Uh, they were newer. Uh, the, okay. 
the resemblance of Louis Strong, but I saw some of them that have probably been around since the Vietnam era. Right. Um, running around in post. God, it would be great to have one of those. Although I'm sure huh. they've been beat to hell. Oh, yeah. I, I know a place up in New York, right outside of Fort Drum, and uh, they have a, a bombing range. And they, I went in there one time uh, years ago. I drove a truck, and I was up there doing military, military stuff. And they had piles and piles and piles of surplus jeeps there. Wow. Uh, and they were just taking them out on the range and using them for targets. Oh, and no. And some of these things were pristine. Nothing wrong with them. Oh. I guess you got to do what you got to do. But, yeah. man, that would just, uh, you know, you just needed the Jeep lover in charge to keep that from happening. Yeah, exactly. So, Pat, yeah, you. Me, I tried to talk them out of one, but they weren't going for it. <laughs> So, Pat, are you doing the welding for TPT fabrications? Yes. Uh, I do all the welding. Um, uh, most of the aspects of the fabrication uh, process I'm pretty deeply involved in and then bringing the guys up to speed on uh, on most of everything. So. So Mike, uh, Mike, yeah, teach him a weld. Yeah, I was going to say Mike wouldn't share it. Uh, maybe you can give uh, uh, critique Mike's welding. He he's been learning. He says. Um, well, you know, with Mike there, um, I don't know where he's been learning. We just haven't had time to, <laughs> to, to stand aside there and teach him the weld. So is he cheating on me? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, that's what we're here for is get everything, get bad rumors yeah. started and get people uh, upset. People in trouble. <laughs> get fights going. Yeah. Is, it, is it a Jerry show or a Jeep talk show? <laughs> All righty. Well, uh, Pat. Um, oh, go well, ahead. Mike, uh, yeah, he's he's kind of just getting started running the tack weld and, uh, and Sean also. So, well, well, I'm looking in shape in no time. Well, uh, it's he's very lucky that uh, he's able to get a a good teacher to show him how it's done, and uh, of course there's uh, there's always learning how to grind. You know, it's uh, <laughs> I have to uh, I want to learn how to weld myself. I've been wanting to get a welder and uh, start messing around with it, and uh, so I can do some of the things to my Jeep. Because if you can't uh, if you can't weld, it's really difficult to do everything that you you know would like to be able to do to a Jeep. So looking looking forward to that. I'm sure I'll be uh, cussing more though in in the process. Yeah, just remember one thing: you you got to burn to learn, and it's literal. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, you got to. It's just you know, I, I figure uh, I uh, uh, most everything I've done uh, it's self taught, so I figure I can figure it out. Especially with the the internet, there's so many so much good information on the internet. There's uh, there's folks like you that uh, I can bounce questions off off of, and uh, uh, one of the things that I've uh, I've kind of learned, I think, is that. Uh, you get the machine set up right. You know, if it's a MIG welder, if you get the, the ma- machine set up uh, correctly, that's half the battle. Yeah, you know, I, I uh, on one of the forums, um, I've got a kind of a DIY welding thread to, to someplace for people to go and ask some general questions. Mm-hmm. And I've uh, been thinking about maybe on the blog on our site, uh, starting up a little DIY fabrication thing and 
just leave the comments open on it and and maybe if there's some people that have some questions we can help them out yeah that would be cool yeah it's a really good idea that's what you know of course that's what we try to do uh, on the main show and then uh, with uh, the Jeep Talk Forum uh, webpage, we uh, try to share the information and open up the conversation for other people. There's a lot of, you know, I don't think it's just in, on forums. I think there's a lot of uh, situations where people don't like to share uh, information. They'd rather give give somebody a hard time about uh, asking a dumb question, which, um, you know, that's all, what, what all of us have are dumb questions until we know the answer. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a wonderful, wonderful idea, sharing that information and letting people uh, um learn from them themselves and if nothing else it'll give them a deeper appreciation of uh, what you guys are able to do over there at uh, tpt fab spec pat thanks yeah. a lot for calling in tonight and uh it was oh yeah uh, keep us posted on the check engine light I, uh, i'm hoping it's nothing major yeah misfire uh, could just be a uh, I guess it could be just a, a bad plug um i didn't i was going to ask him how many miles he's got on those plugs i got to change the uh, the plugs on the tj tammy we've had it for Oh, gosh, over five years now, and I still haven't changed the plugs on it yet. Well, how often should you do that? I'd have to look at the manual. Uh, I think it goes a pretty good uh, a pretty good long ways uh, nowadays. But uh, once you start getting codes, I mean, uh, Susie had a check engine light come up on hers. I'm, I'm trying to remember if it was a misfire or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And it is having a bit of a hard time starting. So, uh, so when does all this check engine light stuff start happening? When can I expect that? It can happen at any time. Especially, especially taking it off road because you're, you know, uh, juggling things around, you know, going through water. Uh, I'm not saying it will happen. It it could very well just be fine for years and years and years. And, and that's the other thing. Uh, I I guess we, I think most people understand this, but just in case, you know, uh, there was a, a Midas or somebody was on one of their commercials were, you know, trying to, you know, show that when that check light, check engine light came on, you need to immediately go to the, some dealership or some sort of service that would be able to fix that problem for you, which is what they like because they can charge you a bunch of money right. for doing all that work and, you know, add in two or three, two or three different things <laughs> in the process. <laughs> let me get oh, those by wind- the way. Let me get those windshield wipers for you for, you know, 50 bucks. You um, need some but the headlight check, fluid. But the check engine light is just a way of telling you that the computer has seen something that it doesn't like, that it could be a potential issue. And it could be something as simple as just changing a uh, changing a spark plug, or maybe you have a uh, a coil a coil pack that uh, is having an issue, or it could be uh, like uh, one of the check engine lights that my wife got on the TJ. Uh, I went, literally took the the reader, went out to the Jeep, sat down, turned on the turned the the key to the on position so I could read the code. I'm I'm looking. I'm waiting for the code to come up. The code comes up, and it takes about five minutes, I guess, to do all this. And the code comes up. And it says evap canister or um, uh, gas cap not fully tightened. Oh, uh, I, I huh. got I got out of the Jeep, which the gas cap thing is on the same side as the driver's side on the TJ. I get out, I look, and there's the the cap dangling. She didn't put the cap back on. Huh. So it was a low pressure situation. So it was right. simply a matter of putting that cap on and tightening it up. But right. the funny thing is. I just got in the Jeep with it right there in front of my face, and I did all this stuff, you know, doing all the scanning and stuff to try to figure out what the problem was when it was just right there. But so anyway, point being is that a check engine light doesn't necessarily mean that it's a, a devastating situation for your right. your vehicle. And I think it's safe to say that most of the time it doesn't mean that. It's something very uh, simple or simple to, simple to resolve if you can do things yourself. Um, 
So I'm going in Monday to get my oil changed. It's my last free oil change. Um, and they're going to check out my steering stabilizer. Okay. Yeah, because when I turn to the right, I can turn one full rotation and then a quarter of a rotation. When I turn to the left, I can turn a full and then three quarters. So when we put my steering stabilizer back on, um, we didn't adjust it just right. So they're going to try to fix that. And also, I was talking to them about getting a relocation bracket for it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to have to do some more research. But the guy on the phone, which I don't know if he understood what I was talking about, he said if I do that, I'm going to bind up um, all my steering if I relocate it. I would think so, that they would cover that in the re- relocation thing. Uh, they would tell you that if that was going to be a situation because they don't want any kind of lawsuits, especially if, right. it's, uh, if it keeps you from being able to steer around a, an incident or somebody could claim that <laughs> and causing so, an accident. So, But I don't think he knew what I was wanting to do. So I'm going to talk to my guy Chuck and see what he thinks. Yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty common. But, I mean, literally, if you if you look at the product that you're looking at online, and read what it what it uh, what they have to say about it and if there's a if it's a place that has comments then you can read those comments of people that have purchased it or uh go to a forum and use that name of that uh specific um like brand name and if there's a right. model and look and see what people had to say about it uh, right and and uh, amy i nothing against the your your uh your friend there at the uh, at the place and it's it's always good to be able to trust somebody Frankly, I like getting multiple opinions because just because you trust the person doesn't mean they know what they're talking about. Right. And that's well, what got- you guys should should do here with this show. Right. <laughs> just because we tell you something doesn't mean it's the gospel. It just means that no. that's what we believe. And there are many options, many different ways to do things. So Yeah, there is. Um so do you have any next projects? Tony? Oh gosh, you know I've had the front drive shaft out of my uh, out of my uh, Cherokee for probably two months now, and uh, I've got all the parts to re- replace all the uh, the U joints, and uh, haven't done it yet. So I'm actually driving around in a two wheel drive Jeep, which uh, oh, I think God. yeah, I think that would uh, I would have thought that would have bothered me enough to get out there and, and work on it, but it hasn't. Uh, I've got a rear uh, extended brake line that I need to install. Um, I've, uh, I've got a lot of fun projects, you know, like that air horn, the air compressor, the, uh, oh, air tank, uh, all that, uh, to go, to go on there. And, uh, I just haven't, I think I finally figured out that I was going to put it on the, uh, the rear of the, uh, back in the cargo area of the vehicle. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, lots of projects that I have on my plate. I just got to get my lazy ass out in the garage. Well, I was out in the garage this weekend. I saw that. Yeah. Well, I for two things. It. Yeah, I added my um, anti-flicker decoder and on both headlights, mm-hmm. and I have more purple on my Jeep. So, did you notice any difference with the uh, the anti-flicker for the uh, the headlights? Um, I just drove tonight on the way back from my son's basketball practice, and I didn't notice any flickering. But I mean, is so, it brighter, or did you notice that? Was it you noticed a flicker all the time before, and now you don't? Yeah, it's just in the driver's side. I'm gonna have to pay closer attention, but I didn't notice it tonight. Well, I bet you that's nice, not having to yeah blink at the same rate so you could see with the lights right. on. <laughs> so, 
And it was pretty easy to do, but somebody um, on my Facebook page suggested I tie down the little module, the little decoder unit, Uh because he didn't do that to his, and it bounced around in there in the housing unit. I guess it, like, just went dead. Yeah, I guess it could. Well, at least you installed it, so you, you should know how to bypass it if you have to. Yeah. Well, that's our show for tonight, Tammy. Did you realize 30, 30 minutes had already gone no, by? No, I was like, I just looked at the clock. And I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> so everybody, thank you for calling in. Um, join us here next Tuesday night, same time, same place. And we'll have another question. And we hope that you guys will call. And don't forget to join us Thursday night at the JeepTalkShow.com. And it will be Tony, Josh, and I and our regular old show. Yep, yep. Oh, and if uh, you'd like to be a guest on our show, We'd certainly like to have you. Uh, all you need to do is have uh, an interesting story, which I think everybody does. Uh, if you've got a business and you would like to come on and talk about that, we're fine with that, too. So uh, just uh, drop us an email at info at jeeptalkshow.com, and uh, we'll work out all the details. You guys, night, have a, you guys have a great night. We'll see you Thursday. 